Darius. Edgar. You watched all of the wonderful, spectacular show that just came out that everyone's talking about starring Olivia Coleman. Not the bear, <laughs> not the bear, Secret Invasion. And you have spectacular things to say about it. I, You texted me and you said this is the best show I've ever watched. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to cut. We're gonna nip that right in the bud right there. What? We're nip that right in the bud. I did not say it's the best show I ever watched. In fact, I said it's quite opposite. It's not the worst show I ever watched, but it is probably the worst ending I've ever seen a show come to. Are you talking? Next to Game of Thrones. Can I bring but up? Game of Thrones still, <laughs> as bad as it was writing-wise, still looked great and still was doing amazing things. So... This well, was just if you know you know what they say when it's like being bad or being good is fine, being bad is fine, but being boring is the worst. And this is yeah. what that was. This this was boring. And so it's the worst. Listen, I'm like speaking of Game of Thrones, I thought this show actually, you know, I want to start with the positives. I don't want to be mean. I like the fact that this show did something for the black people, okay? It gave what us it a do? new Black Panther. Did it? Hold on, hold on. We're not gonna, we can't we can't spoil it first. Or actually, you know, this is full spoilers. Full spoilers, because why bother? Uh, no one no one's even watching the show. They had to put it on Hulu and like ABC it's to try Hulu? to raise viewership. Yeah, they try they try they're trying tricks to make sure people watch the show, but nobody's watching it. And you shouldn't watch it, honestly. It's a waste of time, and it probably won't matter in the grand scheme of things for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is a byproduct of a bigger problem, a bloating problem that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has right now, post-Endgame, and with everything on Disney+. Plus. Okay, but, um, let's start, because I have some things to actually say about that. Um, sure, I'll, I'll give you Secret Invasion. It's Fury and Talos trying to stop the scrolls who have infiltrated the highest spheres of the Marvel Universe. Starring Sam Jackson, Amelia Clark, Don Cheadle, Ben Mendelsohn, Kingsley Benadire, and as you noted at the beginning, Olivia Coleman. All right, so uh, let's go through the cast of the Secret Invasion. Uh, we've discussed Samuel L. Jackson uh, giving a Samuel L. Jackson performance. I won't say anything good or bad about that. Um, Amelia Clark uh, gave a best Black performance, a best performance she could give, given the small amount of material she was given. Uh, ben Mendelsohn was my standout, uh, and then Olivia Coleman, who definitely gave a performance, um, which people are liking. And I'm then sorry. I just said I'm not going to interrupt, but I need you to re I need you to say that again about Olivia Coleman because I actually will not stand for you saying anything bad. Please say Oscar-winning actress Olivia Coleman did the best performance that she could, and it was actually great, and it was the best thing about this show. Go ahead, say that. You said it, so I ain't even going to need to okay. say it. So, all right, good. I'm glad there was Olivia Coleman who played Sonia, who was basically her character. I don't understand. There's a little bit of redundancy for me because they already have uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, who's supposed to be doing the similar things. Can I answer been... that question for you? Yeah. They were shooting in London. Julia Louis Dreyfus was not gonna get on a plane to go to London to shoot this bullshit. Um, she's too <laughs> rich. People don't know that she's actually from like a billionaire family. Which is again a bigger problem about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and trying to stay connected. 
the whole point of it is that you get people from different movies crossing over but clearly they're not doing that now and they're trying to stitch it together and it's just falling apart at the seams um and as also to a point that you were kind of making i think they need to stop getting famous actors i think it's time to go uh the up and coming route or the undiscovered route or the unknown route and start building these people up start building their brands up so we don't see the people we don't see the actor we see the character no that makes all the perfect sense because i was just um because of all because like i feel like marvel's mo which was really good at the start of getting all these good actors was just like Oh, you you're nominated for an Oscar. Come play some um, someone. Oh, you won an Oscar. Come play Captain Marvel. Like, mm-hmm. and they've been they've kept doing that. Um, mm-hmm. I was just gonna it's bring up. Working. Um, we brought up the bear where um Olivia Coleman's in it for five minutes and gives a great performance, and I'm sure it's gonna be nominated next year. But in that show, it stirs um Aoyade Berry, like mm-hmm. she did the bear. Literally, it took no time, and then she's gonna be in that um movie with the guy from beef um with yelena and thunderbolts yeah thunderbolts she's in it but i completely agree with what you're saying about like hiring new people but it's and and that's and they did do that with the next person i'm gonna speak about which is uh kingsley benadir who has been working he's been working but he's relatively he's not of prominent notoriety that I can watch him and not be distracted by this person as the actor. And honestly, same thing with the other people. He goes for it. And he's he almost becomes a compelling villain for the first four episodes. And then five and six just goes off the rails with the writing, off the rails with his motivation, off the rails with his uh, intelligence, and he becomes completely inept. And it just ruins what could have been a good character. But I'm not saying that's taking away from the performance that Kingsley did. I think he did amazing for what they for what they gave him. And it was fun to watch him. Right. Um and which is saying a lot, which is saying a lot. But even even despite some weird ADR scenes, which is when they do voiceovers, um, because they didn't catch the sound properly. Um, it's still like I don't know, you. We were talking about production, so maybe you you could t- get into the production piece and who wrote it and stuff like that. Because the production was super wonky as well. You could tell it was reshot. You could tell that um, they didn't have a lot of people, a lot of extras, because there was just so many scenes where you would think more people would be around, and there was just nothing. I just I've been choking that up to COVID, but. Good Omen came out and that show did this really weird thing that I noticed they do the first season where they have a bunch of people in this enclosed space where just have like outside scenes. So there's always people like, um, it takes place at a street in London and they just have people walking back and forth. And like that goes a long way to make the show feel like it's inhabited by people. And what you're saying about lack of people is while I was watching the last episode, like it was just one CGI character fighting another CGI character what do you call it, Doctor Strange 2, the first fight. And I noticed the lack of people and how much that made fights, the fights, both the fights feel like they don't have any 
stakes. Like no one's getting hurt. It's just right. oh, these two CGI characters are fighting over here. Let's cross cut to like Rhodey and um, Sonya holding a gun, at which each other. thematically makes no sense. It's the whole entire yeah. like tension in the scene because I know what cross cutting means and how that's supposed to help build up tension, yes. and it had the opposite effect where you're like oh. And I feel like Marvel and people watch these shows, they're usually watching to see like what the big explosion is going to be and what the consequences of those explosions are going to be. And by the time you're watching that show and you've seen the writing, you can't even get excited for the fight. Like I'm not, you're not excited for these two characters because you don't really understand the stakes of what's going to happen. Like you understand, like, you know, they didn't have a purple beam, but they had the purple. um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, maybe they're trying to make us feel like like that through color. Well, the funny thing is, it it the end of She Hulk made fun of this type of ending. The end of She Hulk made fun of just a CGI fight at the end with a gray background. Well, I mean, and and they still did it. Yeah, because Marvel's <laughs> other thing, other than casting people, is making fun of whatever it is, or like having that dialogue. Yeah. The same, not the same way that James like, Gunn oh, does it. Did, that, did that. that really just happen? Type of dialogue. Exactly. So I oh, mean, he's right behind me, isn't he? Type of dialogue. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, it's there. Like, um, to take a quote from um, Tom Cruise, maybe that's a Marvel standard. You know, <laughs> you gotta see who's being nominated or who's being talked about, and that's who's going to be in your show, and that's what we gotta. Yeah, it just feels so cheap, and it feels like they're trying to. It feels like it wants to be so much smarter than it actually is, and because of that. Um, it falls so flat. Let me tell you about the writing. Can I tell you? Can I talk about the writing? Please. I did some homework. Um, so the main I didn't really put that much research into. Um, I think a, a director named Ali Saleem is the one that directed the show, and I didn't. I'm not really going to talk about that because I think in the business machine of Marvel, like a lot of people talk about how you know there's not that much creative freedom with your directing. Right, but um, he, if I'm if I'm tell me if I'm mistaken, he did Mr. Robot and the Americans, right? Um, I honestly I didn't look at his IMDb because like he, well, the direction isn't my problem with the show. Like he yeah, I was gonna say those two shows, those two shows have to do thematically with this uh, something that you would think would fall into uh Secret Invasion. Well, but here's the thing. So Secret so- Secret Invasion as an espionage show doesn't even do any espionage. Or it doesn't even try to. With 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 shape sifting characters, it doesn't do anything with that. It, there's never no. It, it tries in the last episode, and it is so incredibly dumb what they do. But and go you ahead. see it coming in from a mile away. No, yeah. I mean, like you know, I agree because we're talking about the like um, that same arc that they had in Agents of Shield that they did much better. But speaking of Mister Robot, so like um, it makes sense maybe why the director was hired because. I was looking at the EP, who is usually supposed to be like on a regular TV show, they would be the main writer. Mm-hmm. But here, the EP, like they they decide like the final product. And I guess, mm-hmm. like I said, in this case, it was it's Kevin Feige, who is like, you know, at the top of that food chain. But still, like um, an EP still has, is the one who's supposed to like make the decisions from day to day. So his name is um, Kyle Broadstreet. And um, this show, which is supposed to be seen by millions of people and has this budget and has this Oscar-winning and billion-dollar franchise-making actors, 
do you know he, he as a head writer he's never written anything he doesn't have a writing credit but he was an ep on mr robot which is good and do you know the next one berlin station shout out to berlin station and kiki palmer i'm not going to talk about heart before you say anything okay. about heart but, um that. copper which is a show that starred um valkyrie emma thompson not emma thompson um tessa Val thompson tessa thompson so by the way, these are the biggest like credits on the show because then I looked at the main writer and he only has four credits to his name. Do you know what his big he and he's only actually written one movie? What is it? Um something I didn't even write down. I just saw that it was starring Boston's most favorite and famous terrorist, Mark Wahlberg. So that's the biggest name he's ever wrote. And then I looked at the staff yeah. writers. The staff writers are actually supposed to be writing the script and dialogue. Do you know what yeah. they've written? What have they they've written, written nothing. They've oh, written man. nothing. Yeah. There is two main staff writers. One's first name is Beto. I was going to say, is one A and the other I? Honestly, it could be. <laughs> Honestly, it could be. Listen, so he's never written anything, but the other one, Matt, he's been a PA, a production assistant. As a production assistant myself, you know, I can... I can work with this. You know, I could look at him. Do you know what his biggest um, PA job that he's worked on? What was it? Fresh off the boat. Uh, show mm. that I like. Do you know what his second one is? What is the second one? Lipstick battle. <clears throat> <laughs> now, the only person who's actually written... Um, the, the only person who's written a movie that could, that's been in festivals and stuff that's been taken seriously is this guy who's not a writer. He's just a story editor. Just supposed to be fixing all the mistakes. And he only wrote one movie, which I only saw a part of a while ago because um, it starred Homeboy from um, the Redhead from London Gangs. Cole, not Cole Sprouse. The Irish dude from uh, Piggy Blinders. Yeah, him. Yeah. So those are the writing credits. Um, no one's actually written an episode of TV show. This guy's been an EP. And from looking at the EPs, the main dude, Kyle, is the EP that sort of helped. Because like Mr. Robot, the dude who directed the show is one who was a main writer. This dude was basically in charge of like the manual directing duties of saying, we're going to shoot here and then we're going to shoot there. And then we're going to cast this person and cast this person. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's yeah. how I was able to get the director, um, Alice Lim. So I was just looking at that and I was like, like it made me disassociate from the show. I Like I said, I don't know how you could get people like that and then you get people like this trade for them. And I know why they got people like this is because- They can afford. No, because they can control them. Because, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they can afford them because they wasted all their money. But like, you can like, so that way Kevin Feige is like, hey, I need you to write it like that. They're not going to be like, I'm a screenwriter and I have awards and I'm not going to do that. And I right. mean, that's fine to do because I'm sure they're only doing this because it's been, they've done this before and I'm sure they've had success. I don't know. But that's the difference between getting Tony Gilroy, a film writer, and I think director, but a writer, tour. Yeah. a tour, and doing this. And that's how you get Andor and this is how you get um, Secret Invasion, which a lot of people are thinking was going to be like Marvel's um, Andor. Andor. So that's, I mean, that's all I got to say. I looked at that list and I was like, all right. Yeah. Well, that's how I we mean, got here. All right. Let's, let's run through the rest of it real quick. Um, let me start with uh, character assassinations. All right. Nick Fury. 
throughout this whole show and you talk about writing what is one of the cardinal rules about writing you show you don't tell show you don't tell this whole series kept saying nick fury's out of his prime he's an old man and we never see it to me nick fury has always been an old man i've always seen him as an old man so he's always done stuff that is old manish like there's nothing that he's done prior to this movie even in captain marvel that i would say oh that was nick fury in his prime there's nothing that says that so when you keep telling me he's past his prime he's past his prime he's past his prime i'm like why everything he's doing now he could have done before everything he'd done before he could do now so it did not work for me at all and then they make him seem which in the comics nick fury is a shady guy He's shady in the comics. You don't really know where his morality is. It's morally gray. His goal is to protect and save the earth, and he'll do it by any means. He's now, smart, shady, not stupid, shady. Yes, he's smart, shady, not stupid, shady. Plays his card close to his chest. Now, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they've shown him to be more morally good, like more of compass pointing north, mm-hmm. and that he's not really shady. So I thought this show was going to show that he was a little more shady, like more so like the way that they were insinuating he was in um, the Winter Soldier, even though that turned out to be he was really doing all that to make it look like he was bad, but he's good. Um, so I thought that was what was going to happen, but that didn't happen. And it just makes Nick Fury seem stupid. And then they say that the Skrulls were the ones who built Nick Fury's spy network. So then Nick Fury's not actually even smart. Indeed. And everything, so everything we know about Nick Fury's character, this guy who says, man, we don't have enough to handle it. I'm going to go this whole time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go to each individual person and say, we need an Avengers initiative, even when that security council said, no, you're not going to do that. And he says, no, I am going to do that. Goes behind their back to make superheroes a team. Says, you know what? Nah, I'm not going to call in a team this time. (laughs) And then this guy who's supposed to be super smart. And he couldn't call the, the team. He uses up all the budget for the show. Yeah, but but hold on. But And then this guy, Nick Fury, who's supposed to be the smartest dude, um, who's always supposed to be a step ahead of people, collects everybody's superhero DNA. And we're not even going to get into superhero Batman's, DNA. stupidity above it. Batman's lawsuit is impending. I did yes. read that. That's what they, that's, the, the, whoever wrote this saw Brother Eye, saw Justice League War, and was like, oh, I know how to do that for Nick Fury. But they did it dumb. And they did because it Because they didn't have the consequence. The best yes. part of that story arc is at the end. And like, it's in yes. the comics, and it's also in the movie, and at the movie where they kick Batman out. Like, they yes. don't even have that scene because everyone's DNA he stole, they kind of put on the show. And Batman doesn't steal their powers. He makes contingency plans. So that's why that works, because he's figuring out how to stop them. But Nick Fury, what about Nick Fury tells you that this guy, one, is going to collect all that and then just hand it over on a 50-50 chance, on a toss-up of a coin that someone's going to walk out who just who just blew up Russia? who just set off bombs in Russia the day, like five days before, that you're going to give that person powers and hope that she beats the other meaner scroll that has powers. And her dad is dead, but I mean, it's a writing thing that they're not even going to care about. But <laughs> How does that, how, how, how? So that that completely threw me off. You ruined Nick Fury for me. I don't ever want to see him again. He's going to pop up in the Marvels. You don't explain why Nick Fury was away. You don't explain why Nick Fury couldn't zoom in 
they've shown that Captain Marvel can zoom in uh, on the little hologram from across worlds, from galaxy, from the across the galaxy. So why can't Nick Fury stay in contact with people, even his wife? Why can't he call his darn wife to be like, this is what I'm doing on Saber? He never takes accountability for it. He never explains what Saber is about. And then he all he doesn't take accountability, but he lets them blame him for the problem. Which how is that Nick Fury's problem? How is that Nick Fury's fault when he is an earthling? How is he supposed to go out and find new planets? They didn't even know how to fare space. They didn't even have any spaceships until Tony Stark and them. Like, so what was he supposed to do? I, mean, I have so, no right. answers for you. I have no answers for you. What <laughs> I will say is that, like, I was trying to look at the themes because I'm yeah. Amongst other things, is that like they're famous for adapting stories. Um, which they also should stop. They should stop adapting the title of these stories and just no, say, no. hey, I'm calling it this. Yeah, There will be elements of these other stories. They should stop using the comic names. You're right. I meant like adapting um, genres like they did oh, okay. in Civil War. Yeah. And here they were trying to do the spy thing again. And what they were trying to do is that they were trying to do like a, an old man. Not old yeah. man like FX, but they Past his prime. Has his prime and is regretting his decisions. How much better do you think this show would have been if they actually like had flashbacks with a character that we were invested in prior to the show that actually did die because of Nick Fury? Oh man, uh, uh, that brings the character to that was yeah. on Agents of Shield that we're all yeah. aware of. That yeah. they, I'm sure, is not very expensive. They could have put him on this show, yeah, because they're trying to like mainstream everything. Yep, like if they, they should have done that. Like they, they, they should have done that. Such um, a big roster of characters. Why couldn't they use like literally anybody else instead of introducing these new people for six episodes? Right. That we're not gonna care about. For six 30-minute episodes, not even hour-long episodes. The, the run times were short. The first um, one was at least like 15 minutes, but yeah, it was I remember it those... being so long. And by the way, I know you don't like representation. No, no, no. Don't see I don't like black people. I don't like tokenism. You don't like seeing I don't like black tokenism. People. I don't like tokenism. It's different. It's you don't different. like to- you don't like token from the South Park, another black character? Okay. I got it. No, it's look up I why they you. call him token. It's satire. Go ahead. No, they call him token from token. Which is rewritten. Made. They retcon that. They retcon that. Go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say, honestly. Right. No, well, I, well, no, no, well, no, I do on. remember. Let me, let, me, remember. let me finish. Let me get out everything I need to get out, and then you can so that was a character assassination right there. Um, and what you said about the flashbacks, that brings me to graphics motivations. Graphics motivations uh started off kind of strong well-intentioned but then the more i sat with it and the more the production is bad when when everything else is going bad that's when i start noticing the bad writing even more so everything gets pointed out i start nitpicking everything so i had a real problem with graphics motivation by the end of it he just seemed like a spoiled brat because why are you blaming nick fury for this if they had done flashbacks and you show nick fury and graphic going in on missions together while they were younger that could have been super compelling and nick fury asking graphic to do things that Graphic might have thought more was morally questionable or not understanding why that could have been super impactful. If Gravik took the shape of Nick Fury's son, that could have been super impactful. If Gravik was Nick Fury and his crow wife's son, that would have been super impactful. I don't know. Right? I don't support interspecies relationships. <laughs> so I have, yeah. So that that all that, yeah. I, I was really really thrown off by Nick Fury making out with his wife at the end. Let me just throw that in. For like a minute straight, I counted it. I, I I clocked it on my on my phone. It was like a minute 
it was hot then it wasn't hot but then it was hot again no and then i no. got bored <laughs> but yeah so graphics and, and that made kingsley benadir's character who could have been good I, and when i say good i mean who could have been um remembered yeah remembered as a good villain um just loses it right at the end he's so stupid so his plan is to give himself all the powers he leaves nick fury in the chamber with him after monologuing to him instead of just killing nick fury and then surprise it turns out that it is uh gaia amelia clark's character <sighs> so dumb so dumb so dumb and then they have which we talked about their big battle their cgi battle at the end with all the dnas which i don't don't know how having the dna equates to having the superpower let alone knowing how to fight with the superpower let alone having that superpower cancel out the other superpowers of the other super scroll you're fighting so you beat that super scroll and kill them they should have kept gravic alive they should have had Emil clark amelia clark and kingsley benadir's characters fight to a standstill if that's what it was and gravic should have went off and then that would have been more stakes to we don't know where the scrolls are right or the scrolls are still out here because the end the end has one of the dumbest epilogues i've ever seen with the president making one of the dumbest speeches declaring war on aliens um in in the on on the planet earth on all alien forms on all alien life forms that's what he says and so now people are running up with hit squads just walking into places that should be highly like highly protected or or hard to walk up to with a gun and just spraying people and killing people. Some people are scrolls, some people aren't. And that's the way the show ends. And that brings me to the to the part where you talked about um the implications and the the themes. What is this show trying to say? What is this this show ends with saying that refugees are bad and want to kill and will take over your place for coming to stay. That's a weird message for you to be putting out that's a message that would be that you would handle like you would trust to a writer to do um what i was going to say earlier was that like in the first episode he's in russia i don't know why and then he gets captured and then they're trying to allude to like a black man in russia and whatever and i was just like um i'm gonna pause because actually i didn't look at any pictures of anyone so i don't know the race makeup of anyone but i don't i don't think there's a black person in this writing cast i don't know why they're trying to like do storylines and illusions because i mean i know what you mean and like i don't think you need to be a certain way to be able to write about a certain way yeah but like well, the there writing several, no, there were several scenes there were scenes we, we didn't talk about james Rhodes yet because you can go on the internet and talk about all the stuff with roadie it's criminal and it's messed up they didn't have him do a war machine scene he deserves a suit up he deserves a dope suit up scene like tony stark gets in every single one of his movies war machine needs one of those but they had the scenes where he's talking to Sam Jackson and Sam Jackson's like, oh, well, you know what it is to get to a place like this for, for us, for people who look like us. I'm like, come on, like, come on, for real. That's what y'all talk. That's what y'all talking about right now. At that point, he like it would have been different if he knew at that point he was a scroll, but he did not You know what? Who did he this did better it, so. was and I don't know if it was from your favorite a TV show, Supergirl, or from the whoa, animated whoa, whoa. show, but no, it was from Supergirl. You That's remember? Um, Stop lying to these people. You literally every time we get together, you're like, "Let's do a Supergirl rewatch." Yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. Go ahead. It's literally, all we do when we hang out. But um, get to what get to what you were saying. Um, 
the character who played Martian Manhunter, he, there was a scene where he was talking about how like um the like one or two seasons like oh I chose the form of like a black man because like I'm paraphrasing like I wanted to know what it felt like to you know I didn't want to forget that I'm different in this world um and it was you know maybe it was corny to some but it was something that at least made thematic sense and mm-hmm. it's funny about how I'm like I was thinking about all these different superhero shows that we've all been talking bad about and how they're not that great and how like a Marvel Cinematic Universe television show is going to be so much better because they have all these resources except for good writing so yeah I mean, there's so much discourse online. I could go on about it. We could do a whole episode on a rewrite. I'm kind of spent at this point. You're right. Um, Can the I? Show, well, the show was bad. Um, it ended bad. Have, it started fine. It ended bad. And that ruined the rest of the show for me. Now, Guy is the most powerful it person. It didn't start the, good, Darius. It didn't start good. Yeah, we're it started boring and it got worse. The dialogue in this show, like that's honestly for me, it's the first sign when people aren't speaking realistically that's yeah. how i know they, they tried they try to do the thing where characters and i think i think this is a tarantino thing and you could tell me if i'm wrong but when characters speak in anecdotes and they're trying to get to something they're mm-hmm. trying to they're like speaking about say it's like okay we have to go and fight these people and then i start to tell you a story about how my grandmother used to pick apples on a sunday right and then that however my grandmother picking apples on a Sunday somehow will tie back into either the fight that we're getting into or it will distract from the fight that we are getting into. And they keep trying to do that with this and it doesn't work. It falls flat. Do you understand? Do you understand that? It's sort of like a framing device and dialogue forum of where like in this scene, what is the thing that we're going to be talking about? What is, what is this thing that we're going to be taught? Like, how are we going to start this scene and how are we going to end this scene? And in between that scene, you're supposed to move the plot forward. You're supposed to, if you can, talk about the world. And by the world, I mean world building within the scene, which is what um, you're talking about, like talking about your grandma or anything. But that's not supposed to be at the front, at least not in a plot heavy show and not in a plot heavy scene. So like usually at the end or at the beginning of the episode to set up the theme. So you're supposed to be talking about the world, the plot, and the characters. Not even in dialogue from sometimes you just need to like write, cut to a picture of this. And that's supposed to be like the written visual representation of what's going on. And there's a bunch of shows that do that. There's a bunch of shows that like create their own dialogue accents. Um, Again, I was watching Good Omens. This is a thing they do where they're like talking about something. They're like, hey, so what's happening over here? Like, what you mean over there? Like um, the opening scene, they're like talking about like, hell and heaven and then they keep cutting back to like how you're supposed to feed ducks and it's the same thing but like there's not actually it's people who who think that they're smart trying to be smart then they're not smart that's you can't rationalize it other than that you can't don't even try oh wait but the last thing i will say that is a missed opportunity is and this goes back to graphics motivations is why they didn't involve the kree in this all they had to do was have the kree in it all they had to do was having the kree pulling the strings and then that would be a um, motivation for why Gravik wants to get superpowers because Gravik wants to arm himself and the rest of his uh, people against the Kree so they can go back out and fight the war against the Kree and go get their own planet because Fury hasn't gotten them a planet. So say Gravik's tired of waiting around. Honestly, that I'm, been, gl- that I'm glad they didn't because like even because that would have they, they messed the Kree up. More. Exactly. They would have messed the Kree up. And I think I understand. 
Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm about to say that Milk is white, but like, it might do Marvel better to write smaller stories. It I'm absolutely call, would. I'm gonna call Go back to ground, like, ground level. And it doesn't ground. even have to be ground level. Just like look at what they did on their same like company on a different show, Andor, where like it always felt like the world was ending when he got put in jail or like when his hometown got raided. None of yeah. those things like affect the overall Star Wars right. universe, but right. they're so important that like high stakes still, even exactly. though the ramifications aren't world ending. Exactly. Emotional yeah. stakes, high emotional yeah. stakes. And you can't do emotional stakes with characters that we've never seen before that are like their main problem is like, I'm sorry, you didn't find a home for us in all this space. Or the ones that we have seen start acting completely unlike the ones what we've known them to, to act like. For example, again, obviously Rhodey's a scroll because he's acting like a jerk. Like, like how do you not see We haven't even seen him. We haven't seen him act like that before. Like, so of course he's on the other side. <sighs> Anyways, um, Rating out of seven, I'm gonna give it a one out of seven. I'm gonna give it a three. Wow, one three? because it, one, it looks it looks good. They followed their standards, like you know, I mean, it was handsomely directed, well directed. Yeah. Two, three, Olivia Coleman. That's it. And that right. sigh is just everything that made sense, even if it was underwhelming, it happened. And we've got to pay All attention right. to it. So before we go, can you recommend some good TV show? I've been watching Silo. I love Apple. They have such good, like, actual sci-fi telling. I actually um, got to get my Apple TV subscription back. Oh, when you I do, you got to watch Foundation. That might make you feel a little bit better. Um, Warrior. I've been watching Warrior. It's been good. And um, I really enjoy it this season. Cartoon-wise or anime-wise, I'm excited for Castlevania. I saw a commercial for that. Oh, my God. That's coming back, so so I can't wait for that to come back. I've been watching My Adventures with Superman. It's like popcorn. It's not really anything to me. It's just I consume anything Superman, DC culture. New episode is coming out tomorrow. I've been watching it, too. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I wish it was longer, but it's fun. No, I don't wish it was longer. I just wish it would actually have to do with like the world that they're building now on DC because according to the cast, like that's not what it's gonna be like. Like, oh, like that dude There's looks no like way. the actor looks it, like the one they've cast, but like um I think um no, isn't Jack Quaid white? Isn't Jack Quaid Superman? No, Jack Quaid from the boys? He's Clark Kent. No. Who is? No, they don't even look alike, man. Um, something Corn Street. He was um on a no 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 no. That's the or... real Clark Kent. Oh, the voice on yes. the voice. No, you're right. The voice you're right. actor you're right. is Jack Quaid. You're right. You're, yes. right. you're right. Um, that is Jack Quaid. Also on Strange New World, Star Trek, which um has you know progressive ideas. So Darius hates it, but I've been watching it, and this season has been <laughs> off the chain. Really great show. Oh man, just do it right. Don't do this stupid progressive stuff to act like you're progressive, and you don't. You absolutely do the opposite when you do that type of stuff. Um, uh, what's the other one? Um, any non-genre shows that you've been watching? non-genre nothing nothing coming to mind i couldn't finish um class of 09 that was just garbage oh okay so very 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 last thing very last thing i'll let you go what what scene were you talking about that they copied from um men in black i said they copied the scene from men in black you did oh well the shooting range oh okay the shooting range and she's like how did you know not to shoot the how did you know not to shoot this person and and she breaks down why she didn't know that that's Looked straight innocent. up. Black. 
He didn't yeah. even like look in yeah, the eyes. Exactly. Um, this show actually copied a different show. I know I've already said it, but like they even have like one of the same actors. Like it copied Quantico, like almost like. Oh, that's funny. Like almost exactly. Yeah, and, and and they missed they missed the time for supercomputer AI future prediction stuff with devs and. I'm gonna go back to devs. I'm gonna go back to devs. I'm gonna go back to it. You know, are what you I not gonna watch? talk about? Yeah, that was funny. What it was bad but good. Bad good. What was it? Like cotton candy. Like uh what? I would say manifest. On uh, I got, I've, I've got to go. I've got to go. I've got. <laughs> it's so camp, but I loved it. You've been listening. It. it is not anything. It's not camp. It's fucking. Darius has gone off the deep end. <laughs> Secret Invasion has no, I know him. it's bad, but it's good. 